fun for the nerd tangents. Welcome to episode 141 of Unfunny Nerd Tangent. My name is Greg, aka Captain Boomerang, and I'll be your master of puppets as we take a look at Stranger Things 4. Returning with me to the Upside Down is a man who's recently cut short his Vegas vacation with his bride of Chucky to voyage home via the Fury Road. While there, he was scared stupid with Ernest, went bananas with Herbie and celebrated a ghost protocol over a goblet of fire. He is the super Jew, Jared Rabinovitz. Yeah, my last vacation ended up with me celebrating COVID. <laughs> so did mine. <laughs> As heard on the last episode where I had, sounded like I had a peg on my nose the whole time. Uh, <laughs> also with us today, he wants to live free or die hard and became the dream master while witnessing the return of Michael Myers. His quest for peace ended with an age of extinction, and while on Stranger Tides, he and the rest of the citizens on patrol were hunted with Benji. He's fast and furious, occasionally known as the Beast from the Middle East. Welcome back, Daryl Johnson. Hello, sir. <laughs> Lots of fourth movies, yes. Yes, that was that's a lot of fourth movies. Yeah, there's more than you think. Yeah. <laughs> and alongside Daryl, she is the next karate kid making a sudden impact to turn a conquest of the planet of the apes into a Jurassic world. Her next assignment will be to play Thunderball with Batman and Robin in the kingdom of the Crystal Skull to get revenge on Jaws while attempting an alien resurrection for the ultimate end game with both the Avengers and the Highlanders. She'll meet you at high noon at Mega Mountain with the other three ninjas. She is Foz. Hello. That makes me sound pretty epic with that combination. <laughs> pretty funny in the research for this, where I'm looking for fourth movie info, that the fourth Avengers movie is called Endgame, and so is the fourth Highlander movie. Uh, well, one thing... There can that only be one. You That's right. Yes, you would only be one. You mentioned uh, to me on Twitter that you were doing this for the intros, and I joked to Fozzie, I wonder who gets stuck with Crystal Skull. Yeah. <laughs> and it was Fozzie. The answer is, the answer is all of us. <laughs> we all got yeah. stuck They raped him. They raped him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, as we said, and with all the other Stranger Things episodes we've done, uh, you know, the intros are all based on sequels and third movies and fourth movies, and that's because Stranger Things 4 it has returned to Netflix, of course. How were you guys going as far as, uh, like, the anticipation of the series coming back? Because it seemed like there's a they, they've had big gaps between them before, but this one sort of felt like ages and ages, I think, especially when you sort of look at the cast it's like oh yeah they're not little baby kids anymore yeah well for me anticipation almost none um <laughs> like i i saw oh it came back okay and people are saying oh it's really good all right then i watched the first episode and it's high school teenage bullshit but it eventually came around and i i enjoyed myself but yeah in terms of 
excitement to go through another one of these seasons. I, <laughs> if they hadn't made a fourth season, I probably wouldn't have noticed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was kind of, I was ready for it. Like I knew that they, they were going to do another one, and I kind of forgot about it until they started teasing it. I mean, it had been uh, three years. Mm. Like that's not a short span between seasons. And I know you had COVID in the middle and all that slowing it down, but there was a lot there. And then, of course, I got excited because. I, for some reason, thought this was the last season. Okay. Like, I, I thought it was the last season all the way up until the break between the uh, – in this season. And somebody pointed out – I'm like, well, they're going to finish the show strong. And they're like, you mean the season? I'm like, oh, there's another season coming? What are we going to do? These kids drinking alcohol? Like, they're going to be 21. It's not going to really have the same impact. I was in the same boat as you I for most – for, uh, actually, I think it was until the we were about to watch the finale. Yeah, and I mentioned to you that oh, this must this this is going to be the last of everything, right? Nope. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was under the same impression. I had thought that this was going to be the last season, and all of a sudden, oh, it's renewed for another season. <laughs> yeah, I think there had originally been talk of it only ever being uh, four seasons, and then. Uh, I think that's why everyone seemed to think that. And then, of course, when, I think the story is that when they began, uh, you know, pre-production or whatever it was or writing the series or whatever, they realised, that oh, it'll be too much to jam into into one, which I'm surprised because there's some of the episodes are a lot longer this season than... Uh, or, than yeah, two and a half hours for the finale. Mm, yeah. They had to plan our evening around it. It's, it's, it's the least bingeable show from the network of bingeable shows. Mm. Well, I thought it was funny because, like, when we got into the break, it's like, okay, they're coming back. How many episodes? Two? Mm. Only two? Like, why even? Why even have a gap? And then you look at the times, and it's like, oh, because it's really like four or five episodes worth of content mm. in two. So it, it was, you know, yeah. Like I said, the last episode was a heavy lift. Like just to sit through for two hours. There, there's something to be said. As much as it's been a bingeable show, that you're used to kind of having a drop-off point to like get to the next one or some way to break it up if you wanted to. Yeah, guest directed by Zack Snyder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, the aspect ratio just shrinks in and it goes black and white. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, for instance, it has been a while because, like we said at the start, this is episode one forty-one of our show, and Stranger Things three, when we reviewed that, was episode eighty-one. So yeah, wow. And it's not like we do these that frequently, especially <laughs> lately. So that's right. It's no. not like we do them every week. So yeah, but um, the season, I guess, in general, I felt it was the best season since the first one. I think I'm not alone in that. I think I've seen a lot of people online and stuff say that um, it's sort of back to its best. Not that I ever felt that the show went bad, but it, 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 it the quality dropped a little bit in season three, I thought, but not, uh, not anything where I'd shit on it. But, yeah, I, I definitely felt that season four uh, or this Stranger Things four was sort of back to back to its best. What about you guys? Follows, what did you yeah. think? Well, I felt like it's kind of, well, oh, and nothing's going to beat season one. I feel like everybody's comparing this season to season one and saying it's pretty good in comparison. But I just feel like 
nothing's going to compare to that first time when you meet these characters. I mean, the I feel like sometimes we really want to watch this because we're familiar with these characters and we want to see where it goes. So I don't know. I'm kind of falling off a bit. Yeah, no, season four is the worst season of the four. It, it is because the things that I really like about, well, really, okay. Dogs are going crazy, but whatever. <laughs> um, what, what I like the most about stranger things is fun. Chief Hopper and all of the season, it was no chief hopper and then Russian prisoner chief hopper. And so, like, it was interesting. It was kind of cool to see him fight his way out of a Russian prison, but he's a totally different character now. He's he's not as much... He, he didn't have any opportunity to be fun, you know? And so we, we had that and a whole slew of new characters that, you know, get short shrift anyway. <laughs> and I enjoyed the season overall. It, I came around to it after about two or three episodes, but no, this was this was not the best one. Even season three was better because there was there was a clear human enemy with the Russians, and that was really cool too, you know. But that's my opinion. <laughs> I think there's a lot of, um, I and they're also beating a dead horse with all the references they're doing to the '80s. I mean. I think they're overdoing it, and it's too much fan service. I feel. Well, how how many references were there in this season compared to the others? Because it was the first two seasons; it was loaded with references. Season two, starting with them dressed as Ghost Brother, Ghost Brothers, Ghostbusters, Ghost Jesus Brothers. Christ. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't know. Besides the general feel of the '80s and and video game arcades, I, what what references? were there that I'm missing. I'm just hoping that it gets to season seven and so we can end up being in the 90s for once. <laughs> yeah, let's jump forward. Yeah, yeah I, I disagree. I, I actually really like the season. I, I do think it's probably, you know, I haven't watched the others in a while. You know, it's been at least three years since I watched another season of it, but I think this one was really good. I, I think there were things that like, there, I didn't think there was too much of the 80s stuff. I thought there was about a consistent amount. Um, I, I liked that it got back to kind of the mystery and where Eleven came from, how excuse me, how she got her powers, and, and kind of that backstory, which I thought was a really important piece of season one, was trying to understand that. I thought Vecna was probably the best, um, you know, big bad since season one and kind of the, mo the most complex. And, and I, I like that they went back to kind of what they did in season one, which was, you know, it's a Dungeons and Dragons tie-in, you know, evil that they're using. And they're kind of going back to that, that yeah. roots there. Um, I thought it was well-directed. Like the, the last episode was long, but I thought, you know, like I said, I thought it was the final season. So I thought the way they were kind of wrapping up story elements seem like it could end that way like you know it, it with 11 defeating one would would see and you know papa dying and all that stuff hoffer coming back home you, you get all that you'd think that that would be a good way to kind of end the show which makes me a little nervous as to what they're going to do from here yeah I, I think if you took out the um what do you call it? Like the earthquake thing, you know, where they 
they say, oh, it was an earthquake and you get that split. I mean, jumping right to the end, you know, they split down the middle of Hawkins and stuff with all the fire and shit sort of coming out. You think if you just, yeah, if they had just sort of wrapped it up. But I think like you could have then said, yeah, that's sort of it. But I think they, I don't know, they may have wanted it to carry on simply to avoid the fact that it was like, because their season three had the same thing where it was like, okay, season one, it all comes down to basically like 11, you know, holding her hand out at the bad guy and screaming and that mm-hmm. fixed, that solved the problem. Season two was the same, basically. And then season three, she lo- lost her powers at that sort of end mall battle thing. So they had to find another way to, to take out the mind flayer made of people goop <laughs> you know flesh monster thing whatever it was Brains then, up. yeah with billy kind of in between and stuff you know whereas this again i think if they had just gone like well we got the powers back and we'll just the finale and the, the final confrontation with the bad guy will be 11 holding her hand out and screaming at the bad guy and that will kill him it's like well we've seen that twice already we saw that again but it's kind of had varying degrees of success this time where it doesn't look like the bad guy is completely gone. And then of course Hawkins and everything is all sort of fucked up and, and that. So at least it's, I, I sort of at least enjoy it for that reason where they were able, as long as, you know, season five, of course, doesn't completely shit the bed. But we'll I, I do think that is the thing that they did the best overall in terms of the progression of things is develop the bad guy into something kind of the same, but still similar and more difficult and more daunting. And that is very hard to do. So definitely credit for that. And they also, through the course of the story, humanized, you, you know, you, you get, you get a, that human, it's a human who's been transformed through the events that occurred because, mm-hmm. you know, it was one, um, you know, we get the, the Victor Creel stuff involved. It, it really, it, it created a more complex villain for this season than just this creature. Mm-hmm. And I thought I thought that added some nice depth to the story of what they were doing. You know, Eleven's got a past relationship there. What, what's going on? You've got the mystery aspect of trying to figure out, you know, with the house, what's going on? What are the ties? Mm-hmm. And bringing that all together, I thought actually worked well. Yeah, and Vecna's origin story is essentially another big reference to the Old Testament. Mm. Which Jared will be big on. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm really uh, familiar with that. But Daryl, how, how about I quiz you? What, what was that reference? <laughs> Satan. It's the story of Lucifer, Satan, you know. He's cast oh, out. So he creates the fall of man, hell. he created stone hell, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. The first what? is he the first angel as well? I think is it. I don't know. I'm number one. <laughs> I, I know so little about it. Let's but... say that he was just because. Of... Yeah, yeah. It's a modern retelling of the fall of man and the creation mm. of hell and all that bullshit. <laughs> I mean, maybe New Testament. I don't know, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like it. <laughs> it's very metal. <laughs> as, we'll, as we get to later in the season as well. Um, mm-hmm. So, of course, this season was a little bit different as well where we sort of, rather than having the sort of mall nostalgia 
you know, carnival stuff. It was more, to me, it felt like it was more back to that, like, horror style, uh, especially with, obviously, the the deaths uh, that, you know, with the teenage kids that uh, Vecna does kill. I mean, that's pretty brutal. Poor but, male Barb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> you don't want to be a character, just like a new character on this show, basically, because you're like, hi, I'm here, oh, and I'm dead. And, and, and you don't want to be sort of friends with Nancy. No, you need to either right. not know her at all yeah. or be really good friends with her. Because yeah. if you're somewhere in the middle, you will die. Well, yeah. once you're really good friends with her, you're in a love triangle with her. So there, there's really no in-between. You're either dying or you're in a love triangle. It, <laughs> it's, that's about the the way it works. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, there's, I'm waiting for the next character that comes into season five. They should just literally just put the Star Trek red shirt on them. The <laughs> just yep. wear well, it. Would you put would you put it past the Duffer brothers that whoever is introduced like the first one to die ends up wearing a red shirt in the next that season? Like cool. I would not put that past them. They go to a Star Trek convention or something. <laughs> literally have <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, if- <laughs> If I were to take over the show, the first episode of season five, I'd pull a David, a last episode of the original Twin Peaks. I'd pull David Lynch and just kill Will within five minutes because <laughs> he should have been dead for five years. Yes, he, Will, Will Will needs to die quickly in season five. <laughs> yeah. How old is it? How old is it going to be able to tell? Oh no, he he's not dead. Vecna's not dead. Like you know. Yeah, we need someone to scratch his neck to let us know that evil still exists. Yeah, yeah that's right. It's going to do the Marty McFly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think. The, I mean this this season was also different in the fact that it split into three sort of definitive uh, storylines, uh, whereas the first you have obviously the stuff going on in Hawkins with uh, Dustin and Max and Lucas and uh, Erica. I always, almost forgot her name. And, of course, you've got to have Steve and Nancy. Uh, and Robin, of course. There's so many characters in this season. Uh, yeah. Basically, the whole, uh, you know, thing with Vecna targeting teenagers and killing them, of course, with Chrissy, the cheerleader, going first. And, of course, that puts uh, the spotlight and the, you know, Everyone thinks it's new character Eddie, who's the leader of the Hellfire Club, uh, with their Dungeons and Dragons callbacks, like you said, Jared, at the start. So, I mean, it does seem a little like I enjoyed that part of it where it was like we split them up a bit uh, because you got these characters doing one thing and then other characters. But I did feel that there's, it did sort of, t- some parts of it did take away from the show for me, like the Hopper stuff, um, because. Your second storyline is Hopper and in Russia, of course. We find out he survived, which was the nobody, everybody knew that from the, the end of the last season, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and of course, Joyce and uh, what's his name? The other guy. I forget his name. The funny oh, guy. Brett Gelman. Murray. 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 Yeah. I, I just call him Brett Gelman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Off to uh, Russia to save him. Uh, and the third storyline is, of course, uh, the sort of leftovers, basically, you know, Mike, Will, Jonathan, P- uh, Pizza Dude. Yeah, what, what, what exactly was the point of that entire thread? I uh, think they, they had, just needed they someone to, to, to. They had to rush to Hawkins to watch Eleven do everything. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And and comic relief in the stoner 
the delivery guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, originally, I guess that was uh, Eleven's plot point as well, because you have obviously at the end of the last season, Eleven is off with there in California with Joyce and Will and Jonathan. And of course, having Mike visit, you do kind of, I guess, get that storyline connection where you've got Hawkins sort of going to uh, to California in a sense through Mike. But mm-hmm. yeah, it did seem to be a bit more of like, I don't know, it started off as um, like carry. <laughs> we're going to give, uh, we're going to give 11 the carry treatment, but she doesn't have the powers that Carrie has anymore to back it up. And Yeah. Well, why um, not? Is it just because she's tired again? That's something that kind of bugs me. Like, so she, she why she oh keeps losing and getting her powers. Well, she lost her powers at the end of season three because mm. she was trying to defeat that big uh, what's that monster, the Billy monster, flare. the mind flare thing. And what happens is she got a little bit of the mind flare in her leg, and mm. when she moved it, she lost her powers. Uh, after powers, yeah. Okay, so uh, okay, fine. So it was she wasn't <laughs> able to like you know she had to talk Billy out of like you yeah. know, but. Okay, you'd think she'd know that already before she tried to destroy that bitch and at her high school. Well, she did know but, she didn't have it. I think she just, I don't know, she sort of, I don't know. She just snapped. Like, yeah, her anger yeah. just took over. And I she just but hadn't she noticed before that she's not able to close the door with her mind anymore? She knew she didn't have her powers. That, that moment where she screams at the, whatever, the high school bully bitch, that wasn't like... Oh, I don't like. I, I, uh, she didn't. That wasn't like her realization that she doesn't have her powers. I think she just sort of. That was almost a reminder. I thought of like, ah, oh, that's right. Like normally, I, yeah. It, it's it's kind of like you see all the time in like cop movies where the cop loses his gun and then later goes to reach for yeah. it, and oh, forgets he lost yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it's that type of scenario. I I didn't think too much of that. I also think he thought that being overly emotional might bring her powers back a little bit because that might be part of how she oh, trains. Oh, yeah, with that weird season two episode where yes. where the goth teen taught use your anger, right? That's yeah, right. Yeah. Angry and get the, your powers back. Yeah, the forgotten, and, the forgotten subplot of the show, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <That's> like, yeah. <laughs> there's these other, like, non-X-Men kids running around. Yeah, I forgot about them. Yeah. But, I mean, the... It does seem to revolve a, a, that if we stay on that plot line, it's pretty much uh, like we said. Once the um, the carry magic death ray from the hand doesn't work, um, I think that might have also been a thing that people expected. Oh, she's going to get so pissed off! Mm-hmm. All the powers are going to come back, like we said, like because that's what normally happens, and then nothing happens, and it's like, oh, okay, and then of course. She just decides to do it the old school way and just smack the bitch in the head with the roller skate. <laughs> so that was like, fuck, all right. Wasn't expecting that. But uh, yeah, it kind of worked, I guess. It proved the point. But that, mm-hmm. that then, of course, leads to them, you know, like obviously the police get involved and all, you know, in, in every typical 80s uh, movie and stuff like that. As soon as any phone call is made to the police, the FBI suddenly know everything about it and in they come and it's, Hey, there's that eleven chick with the powers. Let's you know take it to the secret base because Matthew Modine is still alive, even though mm-hmm. didn't he get his like head bitten off or whatever by the fucking 
Yeah, there were so many thing. times he died. Like... Yeah, I think he's died three times. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe like he's he, like, and, and I, I think he was uh, ostensibly dead even in the flashback. Mm. You know. Mm. But I mean, hey, it's hard. it's you know, we'll roll with it. I can't uh yeah. in a show that's full of, you know, monsters and magic powers and shit, we can't sort of really like, oh well, I I found his survival unrealistic, you know. <laughs> so we'll go yeah, I it. don't really have a problem with it because I just really like Matthew Modine. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, yeah, I did feel that it, like you could, everyone seemed to know exactly what's going on with Will and Mike and the whole thing, you know, from the get go where it's like, I painted a picture for you. It's like, okay. So Will, Will's gay. Okay. He loves Mike. Yes. All right. Yeah. We get it. (laughs) Yeah. We get it. Okay. When's it gonna, is is that the only reason he's still alive? Mm. I mean, having said that, it did seem to be like, I was I was like, I had, I felt one way about that plot line at the start where I was like, okay, cool, whatever. I'm waiting for it to happen where Will's going to, you know, whatever, profess his love for Mike or whatever it is. And of course, Mike's going to be like, no, I'm sorry, you know, all that stuff. But the, and I thought, okay, let's get to it. Let's get it out of the way because we know it's coming. You don't have to keep teasing it. But when they actually kind of did it, I was actually quite impressed with the way they did it, where Will basically, does but doesn't if that makes any sense like that scene yeah. that scene where he is sort of saying oh 11 feels like this and feels like that and you know in place of himself kind of thing i thought they handled that really well and like that actor i don't know his name but he he nailed that scene i thought that was pretty good yeah yeah they should still kill him off but yeah that was a good scene yeah. well, you can't kill it now because now it's you know now he has uh plot armor <laughs> He has plot armor. Basically, he's like the Giger counter for the gang. Yeah. This is the Geiger counter. Geiger counter, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Making me think of aliens and Giger. Giger? Geiger. Yeah. Well, but speaking of aliens, we get Paul Reiser again. There you go. Hey, <laughs> there's the Giger connection. <laughs> Segway. <laughs> Segways. Um, yeah, I like seeing Paul Reiser again too, and just the way that he seems sort of completely fed up with the whole thing. Just like fuck this, this is you know, like <laughs> what are you doing back here again? <laughs> but I don't know this. The plot line I think was to me it's in the middle. Like I don't think it was the weakest part of the show, but it, uh, definitely not the strongest because it did seem to be a bit like okay, we need to get Eleven her powers back. Let's have four episodes of her in the tank. Yeah. Hey, better yeah. that than than her in high school. I hated True. every second of the everything having to do with the high school plot line. Yeah, I don't care if she's being bullied. I don't. I think it's inexplicable that she's embarrassed to tell Mike that she's being bullied. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because mm. didn't she protect him from bullies in the first season? You know, it should be well worn territory between the two of them, and and the. Okay, that was definitely an 80s reference with the mean bitch of a bully mm. because that, that just felt like every you know skiing movie and beach movie where there's that one rich person who's mean for no reason. Yeah. Uh, I just hate that trope so much. Well, and the Steve, <laughs> you sort of get the Stephen King Carrie thing as well where she doesn't get pig's blood dumped on her, but she gets about 14 milkshakes thrown at her and everyone points and laughs at her and all that kind of stuff. And it's not the it's not the prom, but it is like 
sort of like that because they're in the roller skating rink and everyone's like looking at her and it's a party vibe and similar kind of things. So. Right. But yeah, that was a little bit like, okay, it's like, I see what you're doing. Stop it. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah. that's kind of what the show is too. So, I mean, it's, they can't, uh, I don't think we can give them shit for that. But mm-hmm. um, I felt though that, yeah, it did. The only redeeming part of it where it did seem to get it be a bit like, okay, come on. Like, are we just going to go like through three episodes of, retraining 11 just to get her powers back so that then we can actually move on with the story mm. the only redeeming part of that is the way that they did weave in the background with um with one or vecna or henry or whatever you want to call him that um, was good um and that, that to me justified it because it's like well that's that's why we're doing this we're piecing it together so yeah and you know generally i liked the flashback stuff mm. You know, as as slow as you say it, it might have been of her just in the tank wandering around remembering things. Most of that was pretty entertaining. Matthew yeah. Keaton is awesome as always. And what really worked is that they were able to tie that and her memories and what was going on there really ended up working in well with what was going on in Hawkins. Like they were they were complementing each other on different sides of it, so that the story was kind of unfolding from both points to tied together in a way that actually worked it didn't seem forced no and it did manage to surprise me as well because i didn't ex- like the way it resolved or i was not expecting you know that this orderly is he has powers too and it turns out he's the first one and uh no pun intended but and now that's where they got the powers from basically like took it out of him and, you know, injected these other kids or the, the mothers and that so they would give birth to these other versions of them kind of thing. And and I did like the misdirect of how the season started with uh, Matthew Bodine coming in and you get CGI'd young Eleven with the blood and it looks like she's murdered all the other kids and, of course, you find out that it wasn't her, it was it was one. Yeah. That. Well, so she that only was- monster, though. Yeah, true, but sort of that was almost a side effect of getting rid of him, I guess. So. Yeah, she that she that she opened up the the portal to the upside down was an interesting little twist there. Mm. I, I'm just curious. So that in that season four, the opening of the portal with Vecna being thrown in, that's the first time she opens it, right? Yes. Yeah. Ostensibly, okay. yes. Okay. All right, because yeah, whatever happened in season one could probably be like another experiment to open another portal, I guess, right? I think so. Okay. I think it's she stops one by, I guess she expects that she's going to destroy him or obliterate him, which she kind of does. And that pushes him through the whatever, the barriers of reality or whatever you want to call it. And I think the fact that then it leaves behind that sort of little crack thing. I think then that's why uh, Modine is like, what is this? And they sort of discover the upside down because of that. I think that's how I took it. And, and they kind of built like rebuilt the lab around mm. that. If that's kind of my understanding tied back to what we saw in the past. Yeah. It was like, originally they were just creating like mutant kids. And then it was like, Oh, now we have this other thing as well. We can, we can sort of suss out. And then, of course, it turns out that Matthew Modine's character is actually 
trying to get through to the upside down because he's looking for one, uh, mm -hmm. you know, um, or trying to whether it's trying to get him back or just trying to what happened to him? Where is he? I don't know. But yeah, yeah. And one thing I I very much appreciate about that particular plot line is that it does add some more depth to Matthew Modine's character because season one he's basically just a child abuser, you know. But just just black hat bad guy for the sake of it. Yeah, he but there's there's some reason to his actions, and he's trying to figure stuff out and learn about how these children children uh, operate and abuse them in the process. But it's all complicated now. So mm. yeah, yeah, and I mean I like that. If we, and I mean if we go back to the one of the Hawkins plot line because of you know they dub the the bad guy Vecna because of another name obviously that they pinch from from uh D, D. That's cool because I felt that the original thought, even the character, I think Dustin says it or someone, they think, well if the mind flayer is sort of the 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 big bad, then Vecna is like his general or whatever. And it turns out to be no, they're they're the same. It is like the right. mind flayer is Vecna. It's it's you know all that. The so, whole thing one big yeah. hive mind. Mm, yeah, exactly. So it's literally it's all him, basically. Mm -hmm. Um but when they when they first show one going into the upside down, obviously it's a lot different. It's just kind of it's you know it's not like a um it's not another version of Hawkins and all that. It just seems to be like a big wasteland kind of thing. But there are a couple of like demogorgons or the dogs or whatever sort of running around. So there was something there when he arrived. It's just that he's shaped it more into Hawkins, I guess. I think that was the point that it was stuck in 1983 or whatever, because that's what he remembers it being. Like it didn't, it didn't progress. Mm -hmm. So it's still, I don't know if they're still going to, if they're going to in season five, where they're going to delve into what that, like what the upside down actually is as opposed, or they're just going to be like, Oh, he just got pushed into another dimension and then he crafted it into what we see today, which that would be fine, you know. Yeah, that's sufficient, honestly. Yeah. And there was that whole CGI thing that they did that was really cool, you know, where they showed him falling in and kind of tying into the hive mind and mm. all that. Because there was something there when he got there. Because, mm. like, it, it kind of took him and took his body and tied into it. Um, so yeah, because I, I doubt he would have constructed by hand evil versions of the school and the mall and the whatever so mm. yeah yeah i guess it's it's come from his mind or, or some or the connection is there because there's still that crack in the portal or whatever it's sort of it's like a copy i don't know but yeah, yeah. um yeah it, it should it should be that the next season is kind of the real explainer of the upside down and what it is and you know, kind of how that works, you know, with, mm. with Vecna and especially with Vecna gone, like what, uh, uh, you know, what they believe is. So how it, how it all came back yeah. there in the earth, how it can form a physical earthquake in, on the other side, you know, in Hawkins itself, that'll be an interesting, interesting, interesting thing to see. Mm. And with, with Vecna, because by the end of it, like it seems so, they seem so focused on 
the backstory with Eleven, how he turns out to be the catalyst for the entire show. Basically, like we said, he's he's created most of the Upside Down. He's He is the Mind Flayer. So I guess if you go back and watch season three and the Mind Flayer is talking through Billy, I guess that's Vecna, really, because we get the flashback where he does land and he sort of forms all the, the particles or whatever into the Mind Flayer. So I'm assuming that it's meant to have been him all along. Um, and, of course, they heavily based him on Freddy Krueger, of course, because, uh, yep. you know, he's he's burnt up a bit and he's targeting kids kind of in their dreams, sort of, you know. Um, what he does yeah. to them in his dream world, it happens to them in real life, that kind of thing. Uh, and, of course, we even got the cameo from Robert England, which was cool, um, even though he doesn't look like anything like Freddy anymore, but that's right. I didn't notice who was Robert England. Robert England was is it Victor? Was that his name? The dad. The dad Creel. who the in the institution. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where he had his eyes cut out and stuff. He was the old look. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. I don't I don't recall that. <laughs> I mean, he does look a lot different. He's like a real ancient old man now. So Yeah. Which is um, one of those things that was nice about the time gap between these shows is because when they first talked about it. They had said that he was cast in the show, mm. and then I totally forgot about it. So when he showed up, it was a surprise. Yeah, mm. and it really uh, when they started doing that, it was like, okay, did they have this planned out from the start, and that's why they called Nancy Nancy? Because we said, I remember in, when in our first episode of Stranger Things, it was like, okay, one of the references that they're doing is clearly they named Nancy Nancy because of Nightmare on Elm Street because she looks like Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> and <laughs> now she's really Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street. So I don't know whether they went, we should lean into that and go more towards that or whether they sort of always wanted that. But, I mean, either the, way. There's also the chance where they may not have really thought that through too deep and then somebody pointed out and they went, Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Cool. Can we get Robert England? <laughs> yeah, they listen. They listen to our podcast and went, "Yeah, they're right." Yeah, <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> but um, why is Vecna doing what he's doing? That's where I was a little. Is it just because he sees himself as a predator and and that's what predators do, or is there some uh, plan? Based on the stuff that I've read about it, because I've kind of went to a deep dive because I'm like, why Why is he doing this? He seems to feel like humans are stuck in a... It's, he's, he's obsessed with time, I think. Mm -hmm. And he feels like everyone's in a loop. And I think he just wants to break humanity out of its loop by destroying humanity. <laughs> well, that's one way to do it, I guess. Yeah. I, I always thought that he was just driven by a desire for vengeance against Eleven for putting him there. Yeah, but, but that's too easy to solve. I mean, there's... Well, he, he was also evil, like, well before that. Mm. True. He does say Is to it... her when they're both in the lab, when, when uh, you know, like, basically doing the Darth Vader thing, like, you know, join me and we can, you know, take over kind of thing. Right. So, and, of course, she doesn't. But well, what was his motivation back then, though? Was oh, so resentment at, at a Brenner or? Yeah. So, so here's one of the things I, I'm looking at this and he was talking about when they moved into the house and he oh, found right. the Black Widows. 
and, and he and he's talking about um right. relating to spiders and he says uh the human world was disrupting this harmony you see humans are a unique type of pest multiplying and poisoning our world all while enforcing a structure of their own a deeply unnatural structure so it seems to be that like structure is his bigger thing and then going back to the time it says seconds minutes hours days weeks months years decades each life a faded lesser copy of the one before yeah so that, that's like spiders so easy yeah. yeah he's against the monotony of of life i guess and things like that yeah and and i guess he's sort of like a i don't know almost like a super hardcore environmentalist extremist kind of you know like we're ruining the world i'm gonna kill half the people like thanos i'll get rid of half the people to fix it kind of thing i don't know but um i like the fact that he did create the mind flayer because it looks like a spider almost because of the yeah. black widows that he found i thought that was a cool way of tying it all together uh, another thing about the time thing if you notice the upside down does not is stuck in time as well because mm. of this. Yeah, but why 1985 when didn't ha, hadn't it been several years before then when he created the? This is where there's a, I feel there's an inconsistency. I because... thought they said it was 83 or whatever, and that whatever was year. because that was when like it was 1983 when he went to the upside down. So he remembers uh, Hawkins and all that as 1983 because that's the last time. He saw it, that, kind of thing. but that I, I could have the dates wrong on that. I might, I might have got that wrong. Yeah, I, I might have misunderstood as well because I thought they were flashing back to the first season, you know, when Nancy was looking at her old bedroom, but maybe they were mm. flashing back to before then. I don't know. Maybe I missed something. Yeah, I could have that. I could have that messed up too. But that was that's how I. Like if if I had to like that was my answer. If I had to explain it was that. Yeah, it was whatever the date. So, like, whatever the tenth of January, nineteen eighty-three, was when whatever date it was was when Eleven pushed him into the Upside Down, and he became oh. Vecna. That's where the Upside Down is. Like, that would make more stuck sense. Stuck on because that's what he remembered. You know what I mean? Like, if it was like recreate, you know, um, Phoenix, for instance, from today, you would go, well, this is what it looks like. And then, mm-hmm. but then five years from now, if you don't go back, it's still, you don't know what it looks like now because you haven't been there. So, yeah. You know, oh, there's a hockey arena in Tempe now. Okay. 10 more Starbucks. I don't know what, it, what it's like <laughs> over there. <laughs> yeah. Um, with the, uh, the Hawkins plotline, obviously we get Eddie Munson. So, major standout character for the season, of course. He's- I liked it. And I don't think there was any reason for him to die. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why they killed him off instead of <laughs> instead of Will five years ago. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it did seem like yeah he didn't he didn't like I had a feeling he was going to die obviously, but uh, uh, in that episode you know I was like okay he's going to do that like I'm not running anymore oh, okay he's going to die. Yeah, um, that was, but that it was, was like funny. he didn't sort of really achieve anything. No, it was a pointless death. He wasn't sacrificing himself for anybody. It was basically over. Mm. They could have just run away and been fine. He had his triumphant guitar solo, which yep. was pointless but awesome. <laughs> hey, hey. My, no. my point 
I mean, he didn't need to stand on top of the building, you know, stand on top like James Hetfield or, yeah, or I guess that. <laughs> <laughs> that was my mock out moment for the season. I, I mean, was like, what? He could have <laughs> stayed inside the trailer and left the speakers outside, you know, mm. would have achieved the same thing, really. Would not be a cinematic. That's I agree right. you that. It's not the most metal concert ever. That's why. <laughs> With lit- literal like demon bats coming get you. <laughs> I'm, so my my theory that I'm going to choose to believe is that Eddie decided to go back essentially as a suicide because he basically knew that ev- that everybody was going to think that he was a murderer for the rest of his life. Mm. So I'm going to have that in my head as his reason for dying. Well, that there, there was something about him running away. And they said he was kind of a coward. He ran away. There was that all tied into it why he didn't want to run away. Because because isn't that one of his uh, the last things he says is like I didn't run away. Yeah, because yeah, when they're you know, when they're playing D and D, they try and win the battle, and he's saying like, no, you should have run away. You know, like you don't have to attack, roll a twenty or whatever it is. You know what I mean? And then when Chrissy is floating in front of him and getting all snapped to bits, of course he freaks out and runs away as you would. But then I think it was that he felt bad about it when he was then telling the others, like, you know, I couldn't help her. I just ran away. It's like, well, everyone would have run away at that point though. Like no one would have stood there and gone, Oh, cool. This is all right. You know what happens to people who run away? Generally they survive. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. what was the theory that Eddie is now still in the underground? And that- okay, so okay. <laughs> me and Daryl were talking to the Uber driver about our podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he has this fantastic theory. I don't know if he got it from the internet or what, but he says that Eddie stays in the Upside Down and turns into Eddie from our, the mascot for Iron Maiden. That would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, Eddie is the actual Eddie on every album maybe. Every Iron Maiden album cover. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He does have an Iron Maiden thing at one point where they're arguing about the music. We just got to play some music. He's like, this is music. <laughs> it's like Iron Maiden cassette. I was like, yeah, you tell him, Eddie. Yeah, right. <laughs> I did think like the Eddie Munson uh, took me a couple of times to listen to be like, what is his fucking name? Because I kept, th- I kept thinking they were saying Eddie Munster. And I'm like... <laughs> I thought that too. You can't just say that name. It's not a name you can just, like, you can be Jim Hopper and steal Jim Hopper from Predator and be like, all right, fine, we'll use the same name. Ha, <laughs> get it. But, like, you can't be Eddie Munster. That doesn't fucking make sense. <laughs> but then, of course, it wasn't. It was Munson. I'm like, all right, fine. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll allow it, you know. <laughs> Duffer Brothers. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought that uh, the whole... The music, the way they did it, like obviously the Master of Puppets, that uh, they, I don't know how they decided they were going to do that, but I was very surprised and very, like like I said, I marked out for that one. As soon as he hit those three notes, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) someone paid some money. (laughs) Yeah. What's awesome is I, I read somewhere that I think Master of Puppets, if you're in the timeline of Stranger Things, Master of Puppets, the album, had come out like only three weeks before that date in the show. Mm. So that Eddie Munson must have spent all time off screen practicing that song. 
Because that's yeah. not an easy song to pull off on guitar. Without the internet. Also. Without the internet. So yeah. he couldn't find the chords or anything. You just have to listen to the song over and over. Yeah, he didn't have yeah, I, I did see that. It was pretty funny. It was like, mm-hmm. yeah, he had like two months to figure this out without sheet music. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, but it's like two weeks. It's literally like Daryl said, like it's it's March 1986 in Stranger Things time and Master Puppets came out in March 1986. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, all right. Um, I did like that, though, where they used, uh, not just because I'm a big Metallica mark, but, like, the fact that they used music again to kind of stave off Vecna. Like, we had Max with the Kate Bush song um, mm-hmm. as well. Because if you think about it, if you go back to season one, Will kind of survives the Upside Down because he keeps singing that Clash song. So, you know, whatever it is, should I stay or should I go now or whatever. So the music, like sing your song, be distracted by it, whatever, it kind of, there is a consistency there at least, which is cool. Um, And and the fact that if you look at the Master of Puppets album cover, it kind of looks a bit like the Upside Down. So (laughs) It does. (laughs) Which is pretty sweet. Um, Do you think there are too many characters in the show? Because... I do. <laughs> too many yes. cooks. Yeah, yeah there, there's one will too many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, um, the new characters, I kind of like them all. Like, Robin's a great character and absolutely gorgeous, you know, and Max is really cool. I kind of yeah. like her. Um, uh, Eddie was cool. Uh, who else have they added? Oh, oh, when they added Rudy, that was... That was fun. Oh, <laughs> Rudy. Samwise Gamgee. Yeah. <laughs> and Mikey. Mikey, Mikey from the Goonies. Oh, okay. Yeah. The the stoner delivery truck driver did not need to be there. No. He 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 existed only because Jonathan needs someone to talk to. And Jonathan is kind of no longer interesting either. Like well, see, what what other yeah. writer has raised a couple of duds of sons, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why. Uh, that's why she was eager to adopt eleven. It's yeah. just like yeah. my, my boys are shit. I'll, I'll I'm gonna adopt eleven, instead. and then I'm gonna run off to Russia for a while. Yeah, but with the forty thousand dollars I just got from the bank. Yeah. What? What the fuck? Like, oh, we need forty grand. I'll just go to the bank and get it. Are you robbing it? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, what the fuck? It's like okay, Joyce has forty grand yeah. or access to forty grand somehow. Why not? Okay, maybe Bob what, left it to her. This was this was 1980. What? Six eighty six. What's that like? Three point four million dollars today. That's what, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> He's adjusting for inflation. It would be yeah, down. That, he, it would be down here. I'll tell you. <laughs> the conversion. Uh, just over 108 k. There you go. Okay. That's a lot of dollary days. <laughs> Yeah, so 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 that that's what uh, she was able to just go to the bank and pull out like a hundred G's, like cool. Yeah. Mm. Just like <laughs> all right, but yeah, I think I'm the sort of the same with you, Daryl. Like stoner pizza truck delivery guy really adds nothing to the show. Mm. Jonathan has nothing to do. Robin really has nothing to do. I don't have anything against the character, but she really you're right. We've had her. Yeah, I know? mean. 
What's funny? Will yeah. Will is at least being set up for the next yeah. season to be the star at least. Rob, That's Mike has Rob nothing is actually to do. getting some character development though with her romance with Anne of Green Gables there. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah, this one time at band camp. Yeah. That's what I was waiting for. I'm like, oh, that's 90s. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jonathan's just getting high. Yeah. Not really doing much. Looking like Stephen King. (laughs) He still looks like Stephen King. (laughs) And Nancy just needs to end up with Steve. Yeah. Well, that was funny too. The whole, the 180 that the show has gone through as far as the whole Steve, Nancy, Jonathan love triangle thing. Mm -hmm. It's like it goes from, oh, ditch Steve, he's a dickhead. You should be with Jonathan. And now it's like, we're sick of Jonathan. Go back to Steve. <laughs> Steve. Steve has grown as a person. He, yes, he's that's right. the best character arc, I think, of anybody on the show. Mm. He, he went from unlikable douchebag to one of my favorite guys on the show. And constant yeah. babysitter. And constant babysitter, yes. Yeah, that's so better. Oh, they, so, they much, just... so much so he wants like seven kids now, whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, so, so I think they just need to pull the rug out for everybody and just have her end up with Robin. Just Nancy and Robin end up together. Ha! Uh, yeah. In a Grey Garden situation. That'd be really fun. <laughs> what did they see in Nancy as well? She's she's come a long way too because, like we said, she was sort of, uh, you know, like the whole Nancy victim, yeah, last girl great. hero from Nightmare on Elm Street, but now she's Sarah Connor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, like, I, yeah. <laughs> you know, like you would look at the first Terminator movie and Sarah Connor is like, oh, I'm a waitress. Run away. The second Terminator movie, she's like, I'll fucking kill everybody. She's completely changed and she's gone like, I've had enough of this shit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to constantly lighting, gonna shoot them. Constantly lighting the bad guys on fire. Yep. Yep. She had the shotgun, like it was like Sarah Connor slash Ripley kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like sort of, mm-hmm. especially at the end where they were in the the Amityville house, basically. So, but uh, again, the more Nightmare on Elm Street stuff, where it's like we have to go into his house to stop him and all. That. Oh, okay, yep, cool. Go into his house to get into his mind, mm. to get into his psyche, yeah, and then set it on fire. Yeah, <laughs> it's all about fire. Yep. <laughs> Um, I did think that Max was a standout for this season as well. Like they actually gave her a lot of actual character development. Um, they didn't just sort of go, well, Billy's dead, Nick, moving on. You know, <laughs> like they did, she did deal with that. And the fact that like what that's done to her various relationships with her friends and her mother and obviously Lucas and that sort of stuff. Like um, because, you know, they had a whole episode around it which was pretty much regarded as one of the best episodes of the season from what i could tell which which is where the kate bush song came in and mm-hmm. and all that stuff so yeah the, st- um, the stuff with max this season was probably the most compelling yeah that was the episode that turned me around and made me excited to finish the season yeah yep do you think they was- copped out by not killing her or is she being set up for something else because i personally would be as much as I like the character, if she suddenly just comes out of it and it's like a bit of a reset thing, I think that would be a bit of a cop-out myself. Fair. I'd like to see her actually turn into the new Will where she could feel Vecna's presence and stuff. Mm. 
And then they can kill Will. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. What, what is it you say you do here, Will? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have people skills. <laughs> Why do those characters keep getting worse and worse with every season? Mm. Some, yeah. I, I, I think, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering about Max because now she's kind of, like, because when she started getting her bones broken and shit, I thought, oh, fuck, like, they are going to actually kill someone off, and it's... Yeah, or main... she's going to be in that body cast in coma for years. Yeah, I, I yeah. I think she'll heal up fine. I, I'm worried about her eyesight. I don't think... Because you remember the Beckner's dad, dude, uh-huh. he was partially blind. He was made blind. Mm. So I'm wondering if she would get her sight back or if they're going to find a convenient way to... And maybe that goes to the fact she can't see, but she can feel kind of Vecna's presence, and that's what helps them out in the next season. Yeah, see, I wondered as well whether is she is she actually pretty much dead because Eleven couldn't find her in the whatever it is, you know, the the black yeah. room where there's just the water that they walk on and stuff. Like she couldn't couldn't find her or feel a presence or anything. I thought, oh, is maybe Max going to be like the vessel for Vecna? You know what I mean? So the bad guy of season five will essentially be like Max, but it's not Max. It's just, you know. That would make a lot of sense. It looks like Max. She's like an empty shell and Vecna's like using her to, you know. And a good reason for her to be technically not dead. Mm. And and then you've sort of got that connection where she's obviously connected to Billy, so it's sort of like, well, you know, the bad guy is sort of, he was using Billy, now he's using Max. It's sort of, you know. Yeah. I I don't know how I feel about that because they essentially did that with Hopper. They basically killed Hopper and we haven't had him back. We had some other skinny Superman in a Russian prison, but we didn't yeah. have Hopper. We had Hellboy, yeah. Uh, yeah. Someone someone got fit for Hellboy and was like, hey, you know what? I'm not going to yeah. eat any more donuts. Yeah, <laughs> but I, yeah, the 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 whole thing. This is the thing with the Hopper and and the Russian thing to me. That was the worst part of the season for me because it was just like, okay, like it was. My, it, I could be wrong. You might be able to convince me, but like I was mostly. It felt mostly unnecessary and to me, and it almost proved to me that he and Joyce have now nothing really to add to the show because the show could essentially exist without them at this point because everything else happens without them except for the fact that they're in Russia. Let's get Hopper out. And the whole fact that, like, that's how he survived, like, it wasn't... There was all this stuff of, like, leave the door open a little bit yeah we get it because the portal is slightly open because you jumped into the portal and all that sort of stuff. and or he's here or the way and it was just like oh how did hopper survive the whole room got exploded oh he's just down there he's just <laughs> like he just yeah. fell he just fell over the railing he's fine like uh-huh. you know what i mean like i don't know it just seemed to be like oh, really like okay if that was on purpose because they purposely wanted to be like hey you know how you've got all these intricate theories like fuck you he's just over there like that's kind of cool i don't mind them doing that to be like fuck off like nerds you don't need to you know uh, uh, how did he get through the portal who cares he just was off screen 
Um, But the whole thing just seemed to be like, it was so repetitive. Like he's out of the prison. He's at the church with the peanut butter. Oh, they caught him. He's back to the prison again. And it's like, it just seemed to be killing time until we got to the finale where they could actually attack the Demogorgon. Uh, I see your point. I somewhat agree, but it's offset by the fact that we got more Brett Gelman as a result. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and Winona Ryder and Brett Gelman and their weird adventures trying to get across Alaska and Russia and all that shit. Like that, that part was legitimately fun. <laughs> like we want to yeah, see, I... we want to see Winona Ryder in a Hulk Hogan t-shirt. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. It, it didn't seem to add too much to the season. We'll see where they end up next season. But, like, the whole thing with, like, the smugglers and it just kept turning and, and, and plot mm. twists. And plot, it just it does seem really contrite ways to keep them away from the main plot. You mean trite? Trite, yeah. Contrite means regretful. Yes, thank you. I, I realized that once you pointed it out. Okay. Uh, hey, I have COVID brain. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. I just think maybe maybe we could have not had anything from Hopper until episode five or six or something, you know what I mean? And then it would have sort of played out a bit more naturally. I don't know. It just seemed like it almost seemed like they had decided, like, no, he is dead at the end of season three. And then, of course, everyone was like, oh, no, we want to keep up. Oh, maybe we shouldn't kill Hopper. Like, you know, <laughs> all right, figure it out, you know. But uh, no. I mean, I, I like the character proper, but like you said, um, Daryl, he's very much different now. And obviously you would expect him to be different having, you know, lived for a year in Siberia or whatever and all that. But like, yeah, how do we now have season five? Do we get Hopper back as, like you said, like fun Chief Hopper? Or is, you know, are you gonna, is he going to have like PS, PTSD and shit? I mean, you think you would. Very possible, right? I don't know where they go with the. Does he become Rambo? I don't know. (laughs) Even if he's not like having PTSD, like at this point, like all the shit everybody's been through, like it's got to kind of put a damper on your mood at this point. Like uh, other than Murray, like who's got that kind of energy? Yeah. And it seems like Max is the only one that has exhibited any of those sorts of you know, symptoms of trauma. Mm. Yeah, everyone else just seems to be like, oh, well, which makes sense for the 80s reference stuff because you think like half of those movies were, you know, the shit happens to them. Like they would never be doing like, here we go again. It's like, no, fuck you. I'm staying home. Like, you yeah. know, which Jaws did at least in the sequel. They were like, there's another shark. And and Chief Brody's just like, fuck you. Get someone else. I'm not fucking doing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's only when his kids are involved and he's like, oh, fuck, all right. But yeah, at least they have him being like, no, I don't want to do that. It was awful, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I hope that they can at least do something with Hopper and Joyce that give them a bit more because it seemed, I thought once they got to the prison, they went back, I thought, oh, this is why they're coming back here because you saw that they had the, whatever, the Demogorgons and the 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 floating particle sand stuff you know what i mean like they had shit there and we thought okay this is all gonna somehow tie back to hawkins and all that which it kind of does but then it just seemed to be like if we if we attack it it'll weaken it for a minute and then 
luckily that happened at the same time that all the kids were being strangled in the in the Amityville house and that sort of gave them a chance to push Vecna down the stairs you know it just seemed a bit like all right like we yeah, want Hopper in the show very conveniently I agree yeah yeah I don't have a problem with convenience and stuff in storytelling but it did just seem to be like mm, who knows but again I wouldn't shit on it or anything it just seemed to be a bit like all right fine um well, maybe for a climax of climaxes you know yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, any other particular standouts for you guys as far as like characters or anything? Like we said, didn't really seem like Mike had much to do. Uh, Dustin was Dustin cool, you know? Um, yeah, yeah Dust- Dustin was always, always useful. Cool. Yeah, Dustin's always cool. I feel like Mike's like arc this season was a little bit meh. Mm. I mean, the entire storyline with those stoner boys, I feel like was a little bit meh. Yeah, and... I do like that we got to know a little more about Lucas. He always seems sort of like the fourth wheel, mm. and he kind of is a little bit more of a character. Yeah, he's um, trying to and everything. I, I, I will say I did not Love really need... I didn't need him with the basketball team and the aggrieved boyfriend. That was just kind of... Oh, yeah, yeah. I like it seemed to go a bit too far. I don't know whether what they were trying to do there, where it was like, like I get it, but it seemed like they weren't the the jocks and the you know the riling up the town and stuff. It didn't seem it seemed to be in it. You either got to do it less or a lot more. That's the way I felt. Like it didn't seem like I thought at one point, oh, they're going to rile up the whole town. The whole town's going to become aware of what's going on, and then no. Not really. No, it's and just they, a fist fight. And mm. they conveniently yeah. killed Horror him. House. They conveniently killed him when that whole portal was expanding. Yeah, yeah it was like, yeah. oh, whoops. Straight through the well, middle. That's, like... <laughs> that's a question I have. Did Lucas murder that dude? Did he basically beat him to death and then just let him disappear? No. Or was he actually swallowed up by Vecna? You saw the thing. It was opening up that crack thing, that fiery crack. I don't fiery it's... crack. <laughs> it's yeah. it split him in half like yeah it, yeah, it burns yeah. through him like okay yeah yeah because i remember seeing it and i'm like oh there's that guy and then went right through oh he's dead okay <laughs> it's like all right we just get rid of him but yeah. uh yeah so that flat line. Mm. i mean unless they wanted to keep them around to remind everyone and continue that like you know yeah even if eddie goes back everyone's gonna think like he's yeah. still gonna have to like face these consequences of of being you know suspect number one for for killing Chrissy and all that. So um, even though they when they're on the lake, the the jock whatever his name is, I want to say Kevin. Well, I don't remember whatever his name. That's that guy. He uh, like he sees the other kid get uh the the jock basketball guy get killed by vecna and he knows it's not eddie because eddie's with him so like the unless he thinks eddie has the magic power or whatever well that's that's the thing it's satanic panic so he must think that eddie's part of this you know evil satanic cabal that is killing children yeah that's opened up some kind of monster portal Mm mm-hmm yeah, he's got black magic or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But um, I did like the way they sort of like 
I don't know if they did it on purpose, but I thought that Chrissy, the cheerleader, was going to be more of a character. And then it's like, nope, she's dead. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, she she seemed really good and like starting to be like a complex figure. And then they're like, nah, she's dead. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, yeah. All right, then. Especially with I'm her. Totally with it. Agree with that. Yeah. There were already enough characters in this show. Yep. I, I did like the um, guest appearance by uh, Susie. That whole. <clears throat> <laughs> Her family thing in, in Salt Lake City, that was pretty funny. Yeah. It's like 78 kids running around. One kid keeps turning oh, the power yeah. off. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it was, it was, that's to me how they brought it. Like they needed that character for the, the plot point, you know, like we need to find whatever it was through the computer and stuff. And they did it, moved on and off they went. It wasn't like, you know. Oh well, we'll have Pizza Guy and Jonathan around just because. So, mm-hmm. yep, she did her thing and, and was done, and that was perfectly fine. Mm. Yeah. So with season five being the final season, and now the fact that we have like Vecner is still around somehow, like they like they go outside the house and he's not there anymore. So sort of a Michael Myers reference again, where you know I think he's dead, and then he's. You, you, they go down to the end of Halloween and the body's not there anymore. He's gone. Um, Will clearly has some connection to him still because he, like we said, needs someone to scratch his neck and get the <laughs> goosebumps to, you know, shit's going down. But it seems like now, of course, the upside down is leaking into Hawkins. So any sort of thoughts on where the show goes in season five or where you want it I, to go? I hope it goes forward and ends conclusively. That's <laughs> all I want. <laughs> we have it. another dumb cliffhanger. Oh, there's still a little bit of evil in the world. Like, I'm, I'll just be mad. <laughs> yeah, they they, they need to defeat evil or let evil swallow up all of humanity. Don't go halfway. <laughs> I I think they just need. You know, it's going to be hard. Like I said, I thought this arc made sense to be the finale. Yes, like, I, I I thought it really would have closed us off well, and so. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. I'm hoping they can come up with something that makes sense. And the other thing is, is this isn't coming out till 2024. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It, th- that was the last I heard. So it's... that'll be the next time I get to talk to Greg. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, even more, all my hair will be white then. <laughs> yeah. No. It's um. I. I hope they do something like not like different in the sense that it's the same old, same old or anything like that. Because I don't think the show is like, even as much as I said before, like the, the, the climax tends to be 11 holding her hand and screaming at the bad guy until he mm-hmm. blows up. But I mean, it, it's the way you get there. And I mean, it's like everything at the end of a Batman movie is Batman punching the shit out of someone. It's, it's Superman lifting something really heavy. Like it's kind of the same thing. It's just the way you get there. Uh, but I, I hope they can try and do almost like a greatest hits of Stranger Things almost, if that makes sense. Like you might be able to have Vecna get in the heads of more characters. And like, so like Joyce, for instance, she, he could, she can play on the, he could play on the fact that like, you know, Will got taken into the upside down and she was, you know, sort of helpless to, to get him and Bob died and all this, you know, and all that sort of stuff or, or, get into the head mm. of, of um, 
Steve and Jonathan and Nancy and have them, you know, because of the love triangle thing. And, it, you know, you sort of create conflict between your characters almost as opposed to um, just having like 12 people hanging about to fight not Freddy Krueger. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to remember what happened in Rocky Five. <laughs> he lost all his money. He went yeah. back to being a bum, and then he beat up Tommy right in, in the in the alleyway. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Jared, what were you saying? I don't remember. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> yeah. But I, so overall, though, pretty. I mean, Daryl, you seem to probably the least. Uh, I still give it a passing grade. I, yeah, I like yeah. it a lot. It's just compared to the first three, it took me a while to really get invested in it. They spent a lot, way too much time in high school, um, and they didn't give me the chief chief hopper that I've grown to love. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, really good show, really fun time. Yeah, I, I think I think I was a little higher on it. Like I said, I think it's their best since season one. But again, there there were some things that dragged a little bit, and so it wasn't as good as season one. No, and I think it's like what Foz was saying. It's always going to be tough to with a show like this to compare it to that first season because you don't know what to expect when you're watching the first season because there hasn't been anything before it so you're just like oh shit this is this show it does this it does that great whereas then yeah you kind of you say well what will season two be like well season three or four or five or ten well we know what the show is so i hope it does this that or the other and if it doesn't you kind of think like well all right you know i just hope they make season five go along really well because otherwise i'm going to just be pissed off (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be three episodes. Each episode is six hours long. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, <laughs> They'll all be five hours long. Season five <laughs> hours. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, this podcast isn't going to be six hours long. Uh, but, so, but before we leave, follow us all on Twitter. Our show is at Unfunny End Tangent. I'm at Greg T13. Jared's at SuperJuice75. Daryl is at Zazenplop. Foz is at Havoc's Main. And of course, all roads lead to at the Steel Cage and UnfunnyNerdTangent.com. But in the meantime, we are done with episode 141 of Unfunny Nerd Tangent. So thanks so much for listening. And remember, kids, Chrissy, this one's for you. Metal! Metal! Metal!